This is Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. Shine On is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in today. Hope you made it well through the storm. Today we are thriving, not just surviving. We're going to do some conscious breath work, and we're also going to go to school today, survival school. This is the real deal in Beacon, New York. This winter we can take courses in tracking, learn how to make a fire without matches. There's dozens of courses, including wilderness survival for couples, a great gift idea, and tons of family fun. We have evolved away from our handy skills, but the mountain scout himself, Shane Hobel, can teach us. You are going to meet a man living in his truth and authenticity. Shane is coming up in just a bit. First, how's 2018 treating you? We made it through the bomb cyclone storm. Honestly, we had so much snow. My husband had to pull the snowblower up on the deck just so we could get the back door open. The pups at Lucky Dog's Ranch, not loving this cold white winter. I actually force myself to leave the house and get some vitamin D producing sunshine on my face. Maybe you're ready for a day with like-minded people, all gathering to reconnect with our heart's desire and get on the right road to create the year we want. All right, let's do it. Next Saturday, the 13th, there will be such a day at the Organic Teaching Kitchen in Croton. Susan Chasen is making some great soup for lunch. Breakfast bites will be made fresh and waiting for you. We'll do a little journaling, a little talking, and a whole lot of breathing. Kathleen Booker will lead us in conscious, connected breath work as we breathe life into our intentions. Now, this woman changed my life. Great, big, cleansing belly breaths are now part of my everyday. I bet you just took a deep breath, didn't you? Yep. Make it a habit, please. Breath moves our ideas from the head to the heart. The breath is is my passion. I absolutely love it. The breath is very powerful in that it gives us life. It is life. It's the ability for our hearts to pump, for our blood to move, for our lungs to work, our muscles to work, for the neurotransmitters in our, in our body and our brain to work. It also supports us to relax because when you do conscious connected breath work, what you're doing is you are releasing cortisol, which is stress. And you're increasing the good feeling endorphins in your body. When you have stress, tension, and peace, the stress and tension will fall away and the peace will remain. When your body is operating at that point, which is called homeostasis, then it's from that point that you make good choices for yourself, that you're able to crank out that proposal or presentation or make a presentation, you're calm, your heartbeat is regular, you're relaxed, you're at peace. And a body that is relaxed and at peace is a body that is functioning, a mind that is functioning optimally. Now, Kathleen Booker, you are coming to Croton next weekend on the 13th. We're going to have one of our Shine On retreat days for the new year. People are going to set intentions and drink warm, yummy soup. And we're going to do some conscious, connected breath work. And I know the people listening want to know, what's that going to look like? So as long as you're someplace safe that you can close your eyes, please do do so. If you're driving, please do not close your eyes. 
and just allow your body to begin to relax. And as your body begins to relax, you feel your breath just get a little bit longer. Your inhalations get a little longer. Your exhales are complete. So I like to use the analogy of a wave. A wave comes into shore and then it melts immediately back into the ocean. Like it will come to shore again and meld back into the ocean. And your breath is like that, continuous. So I will always breathe through my mouth. You breathe through your nose. And what it sounds like is... Kathleen Booker, one of the speakers at Saturday's New Year Retreat Day. Get details at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y.co. It's Saturday the 13th from 11 to 3. And if you're feeling adventurous, you can join me for a brisk walk at the Croton River at 10 before we meet around the teapot at 11. Not required, of course, just an option for the outdoorsy. Casey.co has more. Skills for the outdoorsy and homebodies, too. That's what's being taught at the Mountain Scout Survival School, like the art of invisibility. Wouldn't you like that? You can even take a class in the middle of Central Park. That's coming up next as we shine on. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. 
Childhood is full of wonder, and we get the chance to relive it with our grandchildren every day. But imagine missing special moments with a grandchild or seeing them through cloudy vision. The Foundation Fighting Blindness can help by providing valuable information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Age-related macular degeneration is the leading cause of vision loss in people 55 and older, but it doesn't have to be. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is driving research and saving sight by providing information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Don't miss a moment of your grandchildren's youthful wonder because of poor vision. Learn more about vision-saving preventions and treatments. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where you can find so much helpful information. Call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. That number again is 1-800-BLINDNESS or fightblindness.org. Hi, it's Casey shining on today with a man I knew probably 20 years ago when we were both hiking all over the trails in Cold Spring. Sensei and mountain scout Shane Hobel has been featured on TV, Anderson Cooper and New Day on CNN, Fox News, and in USA Today, his school was rated among the top 10 survival schools in the country, the Mountain Scout Survival School in Beacon. Why do we need survival school? 70% of us live in urban environments. We're all subject to the same thing. The electricity going out, the plumbing, the refrigerator, all of these simple things. And so survival is not necessarily being lost in the woods. It's knowing how capable you are in any given moment or situation. It could be just a simple inconvenience like the power going out or something worse like Puerto Rico or Irma or anything along these lines. Uh, The East Coast is about to get hit again with a, a major storm. So... Anything like this puts you in a condition of, I know what I'm capable of doing outside of my matrix tags, my religious tag, my financials tag, my political tag, my job tag. I take all those things away. What's left? I don't know. I'm here by myself. (laughs) I call you and say, help me, help me. It seems to me that this would be very empowering. What kind of people go to your school? This is, that's a great word, empowering. You're, you're absolutely right. All of these skills I've discovered, it's not about making a fire or shelter. And of course, you're going to learn all those basic skills. But more importantly, I get to see how that empowerment begins from within. And there's nothing greater than watching a student gain those skills, walk out with chin raised high, going, wow, I can do this. I've got this. Regardless of what your job is or whatever position you hold, it's really nice to see that you possess skills that never before have ever been exposed to it or maybe the first time you've ever tried it. Yeah. When you talk about these things, I think about my grandparents. My grandparents came Mm. over from Italy. In the backyard, there was a shed made by 72 different pieces of material, none of which match. But in that shed, there were magical things, and they could build anything, and they could make anything work, and they could repair anything. And when disaster struck, they were very, you know, ingenuity. They were ingenious to make make life go on. So today, we don't have that. We have a different ingenuity, don't we? You know, we have the modern technology. Most of your folks are listening over some kind of electronic device on on your cast here. You raise a really good point. My grandparents taught us how to can vegetables. These were common sense things. You know, the common sense was knowing that the electric was going to go out. Okay, I'm going to shut the gas and the electric off in the house. Everybody forgets these things now. Absolutely. It's common sense. Mostly in flood zones, you will have fires because everybody forgets to shut the main valve off for the gas. And so when the electricity comes back on, the house is filled with gas, and that's how you get fires. But it's that common sense tag, much like using a knife. Nobody in the United States receives formal knife handling skills. 
our grandparents, they used to carve all the time. Everything. With everything. They made everything. Right. Now the closest we have is the kitchen. So I'm supposed to turn off my, my gas, the stove gas, when there's a power outage? Mostly times when there's flood damages involved. Most of the time you want to shut off the electric main breaker and the gas breaker if you know that that's coming. Yeah, like where's the gas breaker? Yeah, so part of the utility or the valve, when you talk to your utility company, they would be more than happy to show you those, those things. It's really important to know the simple things in your house to prevent fires that could spread into other fires or your neighborhood. Wow. It was years before I knew which was the water tank and which was the oil tank <laughs> in the basement. These common sense, quote unquote, common sense. Yeah. Today's common sense is knowing what LOL means. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's different. It's a different common sense. So I can't necessarily blame anyone yeah. other than the, the system that we've created yeah. and the unnecessary idea that these things we don't need these things. Right. So evolution, we've evolved away from basic living skills. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. We have truly evolved away from these skills. We've become very dependent on our technology. Even Einstein said it. It's a sad day when humanity is surpassed by technology. I call them the babylometers or the little demons of distraction, you know, our cell phones. And it's amazing. I, I enjoy and embrace the days when I used to have to come home and push play on yeah. the answering machine. Yeah. It was a sense of freedom. I'll get back to you when I am there. Um, and it enabled us to have a bit more common sense in this yeah. everyday movement. You know, today, more and more people are coming to the school because they're starting to realize that there's more out there that they can gain right. in through all of this. More than ever, moms. Moms? Single moms and moms in general. Okay. Women in general. We're coming to your course. We're going to the Mountain Scout Survival School in Beacon. It's been there for 10 years. I'm bringing a bunch of moms with me. What are you going to teach us? <laughs> well, we have 97 levels, just to give you an idea. 97 levels? I know. It's ridiculous. Do I get like a candy crush? Do I get badges <laughs> and stars and things like that? We've got some cool little items for take home, okay. for sure. 97 levels? Well, when you think about it, every skill you can think of, um, from basket making to edible plants, medicinal plants, to woven rugs, to the textiles, clothing, every single skill that we see as children when we go to school of let's say, at the Museum of Natural History on our school trips, Right. that's the closest we ever get to these skills. That's it. It's behind glass. Wow. My job is to break the glass Yeah. and simply take those skills and put it back in the people's hands. 97 levels. That is so cool. So does that mean we come 97 times or 97 weeks or how does it work? <laughs> well, we have half day, full day, weekend, and week long. Um, so we able to manage into today's crazy matrix schedule. We understand this high-paced life that we have, and so we try to piece it in there as much as possible. Do we have to go in order? You don't. A couple of classes aren't labeled as with numbers, you know, Wilderness 1, Wilderness 2. They do build upon each other. Yeah. Um, but some other classes, no, you don't. Yeah. Um, you can just jump right into there. And, you know, basket weaving, that sounds great. Some of the other ones you mentioned. But when you talk about uh, outdoor survival skills, I hike all the time. Oh. Well, you know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I used to see you on the mountain all the time. I follow the trail, but there's there's so much I don't know. From what's poisonous to what kind of snakes I shouldn't step on. There's just so much I don't know. There is. You know, there are seven basic arrows, we call it. The seven cardinal arrows, and it is shelter, water, fire, food, tracking, awareness, and movement. And every single thing that we can think of falls under those seven categories. Different today, now we have the urban preparedness, and that's five separate subjects. That's communications, options, and protocols, go bags, 
There's a bunch of them out there. Uh-huh. It's passive travel and rendezvous points. It's available resources and safety and security. So between the seven arrows and the new modern way, this is where these skills couple each other. What kind of go bags should a mom have? Great question. You know, there's actually five different types um, for everybody. There's a 24-hour. What could you possibly think that you need for 24 hours? What time of year is it? How far and how fast do you need to go? Who's with you? Yeah. What kind of stuff do you have? The standard one that you see all the time and big warning about that. Be careful about these go bags, folks. Um, it's somebody else's idea of what they think you need in a survival situation. Right. So who are they? Some e-commerce site, I'm sure. Right. So who are they? What's the background? So there's the 36 to 72 hour bag on top of the 24 hour bag. That's the most common. Then there's something called a sustainability bag. It doesn't exist unless you have skills. And then there's something for the car, like fix a flat tire, extra blankets or things of that nature. Right. And then of course there's the home kit. You are you know, bunking in and you're going to do that because it's inclement weather and what have you. Right. So there's a lot to think about, but we break it down very easily. I want to know what's in the sustainability kit. Sustainability, none of these bags can actually sustain you outside of maybe 36 to 72 hours because then you run out of food and you run out of water. Right. So sustainability means I have the knowledge and skills to move on the landscape regardless of what it is, urban and or wilderness, and I have the resources. Everything is there, all the food, the shelter, the water, the edibles, the medicinals. It's all there because of the knowledge. That's a heavy bag. <laughs> the good thing is like the more knowledge you have the less stuff you need yeah it's but it's great i'm a gearhead i love gear and it's so nice to know that i can pull that lighter out and make a fire of course i can make fire without a match or lighter and i teach those skills but it's really nice to have that lighter available when you can just get it going right uh how young do we start at this school I love families. I encourage parents to bring kids. We've had them as young as six years old, you know, with parents being there. This year, we're going to be opening up the children's programs over the summertime, um, but we encourage families. Now, we have this Mountain Scout Survival School that's been there for 10 years, teaching things up to 92 levels, (laughs) or was it 97? (laughs) Uh, What is the Earth School? The, it's actually Mountain Scout Earth Center. Um, we just purchased 90 acres right here in the Hudson Valley. We're only an hour north of the city, five minutes off the of Taconic. I'm right next to 84 in Taconic. The Appalachian Trail's in our backyard. Nice. Against state land. It's a majestic piece of property. We've decided that years ago, we know that the world has created the seed bank. Yeah. Right. I just was talking about this the other day. Somewhere... There's all the seeds for all the plants on the earth in case something terrible happens. That's true. Regrow. It's deep in Norway. It's deep into the mountains. Problem with it, because of global warming and permaculture uh, melting, the seed bank itself, the building itself physically was never designed to deal with mold and or uh, wet Mm. or any sort of flooding. And it's flooding. The lobby already flooded. That's a super big danger because of the mold. That's what kills seeds. Yeah. It needs to be cold and dry. So... Great. We created a seed bank. Congratulations, humanity. But that's as far as we went. Uh-huh. We've decided to create a skills bank. It's the only center of its kind in the entire world, let alone the country. And it's going to be right here in the Hudson Valley. So wow. we are basically breaking the glass of the Museum of Natural History, taking all of the skills, not doing anything to change them because they work. They're time right. tested, right? Our ancestors did a great job. And we're going to be putting them back in the hands. So that means from the wellness, from the teachings of the wellness, from the medicinals, the huge edible medicinal teaching gardens from the archery programs, the retreat centers, all going into one place. That's so cool. You know, when you say the museum, bringing it to life, going behind the glass, and we can all picture the family 
at the fire pit, you know, yeah. with the sandals tied on and the serape around them <laughs> and the archery and the, the fire. That is, this is really cool stuff. You must be having a ball. This is exciting. This is huge. It's bigger than all of us here. And the the support that we're getting, Al, Al Gore's climate change uh, speakers contacted us. They're very excited. Yeah. Uh, they want to do it. We, I've been teaching with Scenic Hudson and uh, Clearwater. I've been teaching for New York City. We're the only school allowed to teach in the middle of Central Park in the United States. You can um, go have a class in Central Park? We're the only school in the U.S. allowed to do so. Nice. Yeah, we're the only school that's ever been sponsored by Central Park Conservancy. Wow. So we actually, we're the only school that actually teaches both urban survival as well as wilderness survival in the United States. We realize that 70% of us live in urban environments. Yeah. And these types of trainings have always been denied us. We're talking to Shane Hobel from the Mountain Scout Survival School and soon the Earth Center or the Earth School? Yeah, and soon to be a Mountain Scout Earth Center. Earth Center. Okay, so here we are. It's this crazy frozen winter. We have, I haven't seen anything like this since I don't remember when. It's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you probably do because <laughs> you have all the survival skills. What do we need to know about say hypothermia something like that good one you know most of us adults are really guilty about not drinking enough water so here's a simple formula take your body weight divide it in half and that's the number of ounces you should be drinking on a regular day oh gosh okay so on a regular day that's sort of the minimum okay now during the winter time you should double that oh my lord and that's counterintuitive in this country we often uh, serve ice water Terrible, terrible, terrible. Stop drinking ice water. Drink room temperature water. It hydrates the body much, much quicker. Throw a little lime in it. Throw a little lemon in it. Yeah. Right. We had a, a, an herbalist on the show once that said ice water is terrible because terrible. your stomach needs to be a certain temperature Correct. to digest properly. So if you're That's hitting true. the ice really hard, your digestion slows down. It does. Your metabolism slows down and you're actually creating a core drop in temperature. You're creating hypothermia and you're also making the body work harder to get that that water up to temperature so that the body can absorb it. That's the danger of eating snow. Don't eat snow. Don't eat snow. Right. And we all know not to eat yellow snow. It's not lemon flavor. I keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We're drinking. We're going to take our body weight, cut it in half, drink that in ounces on a on regular, a regular day. day yep. Double that. For winter. For winter. Why do we need more water in winter? Great question. We need caloric intake, so healthy foods, the right fats, right, to keep the body going. That's the furnace, and along with the fluid, the, the basically the gasoline for it, which is water. And that's how the body stays warm. So the more water we actually drink, the warmer we are. Wow. So very counterintuitive. I know I realize in this country, especially because of we serve ice water. Stop drinking ice water altogether. Even in summertime, drink room temperature water. And in winter, have a cup of uh, hot tea water with right. some lemon on the side. With some lemon. And it's amazing how hydrating this is. It's the first thing you should be drinking in the morning. Not your latte, not your coffee. Hit the water and okay. before you go to bed. All right, where can we go to find out more about the Mountain Scout Survival School in Beacon and the soon-to-come Earth Center? You can go to mtnscoutsurvival.com. mtnscoutsurvival.com. And just in the few minutes we have left, what's one of the like coolest stories you could share with us? Um, I also belong to the National Tracking Search and Forensic Investigation Team. Oh. So we teach tracking for law enforcement and military personnel. What are we tracking, people? People to animals, um, from exotic animals that were let loose from folks down here. I think one of the funniest stories, I got a call from a woman in Westchester who lost her poodle. 
Okay. And she wanted me to come down and track her poodle, and I did through the night and found this cute little poodle. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> it was adorable, yes. That's fantastic. She called the Mountain Survival, <laughs> the Mountain Scout Survival School, come find my poodle in right. Westchester. <laughs> Oh, that I is get, adorable. It's adorable. So, you know, we've had other cases where I've had to go out and find bad people and missing people, but this wow. was this was adorable. And you're tracking the, the marks they make on the ground. I don't use a dog. I'm I'm a native tracker, so I look at the footprints. I look at the sign and the subtlety on the earth. Nothing in nature can move without disturbing something else. Uh -huh. So there's a track and sign that can lead me to you. Where'd all this come from, Shane? I started with my parents. Uh, my grandfather was the Lakota Nakota Dakota translator. He was a mail carrier, part Scottish native man, and gave a lot of these skills to my mother. My mother continued this when I was a child. And so wow. ever since I was a kid, I have been exposed to these skills. Um, been doing martial arts since 1971. I still do it, I still teach today. So these two skills, these two wonderful parallel ancient skills is what molded this today. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's living their true purpose more authentically and clearly as you are. Mm, thank you. That's got to feel freaking awesome. It's amazing. And I realize that this is no longer my journey. This, I now carry the responsibility to make sure that these skills get out to the hands where they belong. Yeah. They're not ours. It's everyone's. And our ancestors did a great job of perfecting these skills. And we've, it's so now that's it. It's, it's way bigger than me. I usually close the show with like the thought for the day and it's usually a quote or a saying or a poem. Or mm. Do you have a particular favorite quote? There's a few. But one I can think of right now for folks who are sort of standing at a crossroad in life. You know, we can always stand there and sort of contemplate and debate and doubt and hesitate and question. But we're still not taking steps forward on any one of these roads. So here's my question. Would you rather be an arrow in flight or one sitting idle in the quiver? Wonderful. Thank you, Shane. Tell us one more time how we can get in touch with you. You can reach us at mtnscoutsurvival.com. That's Shane Hobel from the Mountain Scout Survival School. Fly, you beautiful arrows. And subscribe to the Shine On podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. See you next week. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. The content of Shine On, the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Join Casey for another edition of Shine On, the health and happiness show next Sunday morning, right here on 100.7 WHUD.